In today's episode, I will be focusing on those silver linings. And with that being said, I'm a lady named D. This is the Slacker Mo Nation podcast. Cue the music. This is the Slacker Mode Nation podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're a return listener, welcome back. You know, life has a funny way of throwing some curveballs. There's a saying, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. The universe is fucking dying of laughter right now. I swear. So I recorded this episode, like actually took my time with it, played around and tried some new things. I spent hours, I mean literal hours in post-production only for everything to crash and become unrecoverable. But you know, I'm not the type of person to let things keep me down. I could have just said fuck it and tried again next week, but I decided to look at it from a different perspective. Perhaps the message I was about to put out there was not the message that I should have put out at that time. I mean... I'm not even going to lie. I was about to make somebody feel some type of way. I mean, on one hand, that's unavoidable. But on the other hand, I'm not that big of an asshole. I don't think so. Anyways, I decided to refocus on some things such as instead of giving those clearly racist people that were asking for the smoke, the smoke they deserve. Let me point that energy towards highlighting those reactions from those little girls when they first saw the Little Mermaid trailer. Like I said, I, I I recorded this episode. I literally was done with the episode. All I needed to, to all I needed to do was upload it and literally audition crash. It gave me the option to recover the file, but every time I tried to recover the file, it just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't playing nice. So. In that episode, I kind of, I went ham. I wasn't, it wasn't just about The Little Mermaid. I kind of encompassed all of the things that have been released this year or have, or there has been a trailer for it this year that has come out of under fire. Not because the story sucks, not because of anything other than like they have black people in this fucking story and racist white people feel like black people don't belong there so I went in I really did I I went in and and perhaps that was the universe's way of telling me don't focus on a negative look at the positive aspect of it because there is a positive aspect of it and I think the most positive aspect coming from this was when I logged on to Facebook this morning and saw the reactions from little girls seeing the little mermaid live action trailer like well it was a teaser trailer but a trailer and seeing their reactions and literally my daughters had those same reactions and something about that it's heartwarming it made me want to cry I loved it I enjoyed it like people just don't understand like there these those reactions are the things that people do not consider when they're out here on the internet being ignorant and nasty and fucking hateful these are the things that they don't consider like when you watch that reaction how could you not 
feel like, oh my God, why does it take something like this to have that type of feeling? Like those little girls, their faces lit up like, oh my God, she's brown like me. Oh my God, it's a princess like me. Like that was such a beautiful thing. Sometimes circa 2009, you know, they threw us a bone and gave us Tiana. And I have a little bit of a beef with that too, because while like it was cool to have a black princess, like there were certain things like the depiction of voodoo and things like that, that kind of diminished that because there, here you had the opportunity to take something culturally that belongs to people culturally because voodoo is a cultural thing. There are so many misconceptions attached with it. There's a lot of, a lot of things have been misconstrued. There's a misunderstanding of it in general. And I feel like, you know, you had the opportunity to kind of highlight that, but it's easier to just predict, to just depict something in a way that is popular, that has been popularly depicted as and just roll with it. So that was a gripe I have, but all in all, I did like that movie. I love Almost There. Almost there. I love it. But again, you know, we have one black Disney princess out of like a multitude of fucking princesses. I'm not on this soapbox just for black people. I feel like there could be more Asian representation. I feel like there could be more Latino representation, more native representation. Like there could be more representation. They just choose not to do it because clearly some people have a problem with seeing people that are not white on the screen like you can see it with rings of power you can see it with house of dragons you can see it with the little mermaid like just random ass shit like you can argue i can argue you know them casting somebody real like a historical figure casting them as a different race i can i can understand to a certain extent the backlash to that but i i just don't get it with fictional characters with fictional beings like to me ariel's race in the movie shouldn't be that such a big deal that if when they casted Haley bailey as ariel when they casted her as ariel it shouldn't have been that big of a deal that she was black as they made it and for a group of people that swear they did they don't see color that they're not racist to say that in one breath but then to have a problem with them casting her as ariel is just fucking it blows my mind it really it truly blows my mind like i don't understand i feel like disney is slowly but surely maybe trying to on one hand, they could just be hopping on di- the diversity bandwagon. At the end of the day, even that doesn't matter because like it just has positive ramifications. And I don't know. Like I said, people out here claiming they're not racist. But as I always say, and I actually don't always say this, I literally just made it up. But if it looks like shit and smells like shit when you step in it, it's some shit. So miss me with the bullshit. I'm excited about this movie. I'm excited to take my daughters to see it. May 2023. Like, I am super excited. I am stoked. I really don't even like The Little Mermaid like that, to be real. Like, I feel like Ariel was always that princess that was clearly on some other shit. Like, no, she was the beginning of no fucking, like, you don't have a fucking leg to stand on, literally. (laughs) But... So she is actually my least favorite Disney princess, but I'm super excited for this because my daughters like mermaids. I was never really into mermaids like that, but my daughters love mermaids. So I'm excited. I can't wait for them to see it. I can't wait for them to see her and maybe be inspired and, you know, 
these are one of those moments that shows brown girls that the sky is the limit. You can literally do and be anything that you want to be, especially in a world where people are telling you that you can't. You literally can. You do not have to take what people say at face value. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, yeah. So I also wanted to shout out Cheryl Lee Ralph for her Emmy Award. I stand that acceptance speech. She's a woman after my own heart because it is my dream to win something and get on stage. And when I'm about to accept a speech, I just break out into song like I want to do that. And I appreciate that she did that. She's a woman out of my own heart. I really definitely believe that she deserved that. It's been a long time coming. She's been in this game for 30 plus years and it is crazy that she is just now just now receiving her flowers maddening i love that she accepted the award like that i appreciate that she got that award i really need to watch abbott elementary because that's what she got the award for best supporting actress i haven't watched that show for any other reason other than like i don't know i've just been on some other shit because i've been meaning to watch that show i'm definitely gonna check out that show i've been i was gonna check out the show before she won an award but you know that's a little bit more incentive because it won has won so many awards i do want to see what the hype is about but i also want to you know support my girl i love I love shit like this. So I'm excited. Like I said, it's all like, I love it. She did it. I wanted to shot her out like Haley Bailey and fucking Shirley Ralph were definitely giving me black girl magic this week. I love it. So maybe it's a good thing that, you know, the original fucking footage crashed and burned because I, I just caught that this morning. But um yeah, so my next topic, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is self-care. Let's talk about self-care for a little bit. You know, winter is coming and now is not the time to let up on self-care routines. I say this because sometimes people, and by people I mean me, tend to focus on working constantly and neglect their self-care or my self-care. There are multiple ways to self-care. So you have physical self-care, i.e. your personal hygiene, your nutrition, exercising, blase this, blase that. And then you have, you know, mental self-care. And I feel like a lot of people focus on their physical self-care and neglect their mental self-care. And by a lot of people, I mean me. But um, some of the ways that you can mentally self-care is journaling, meditation, etc. And one of the things that I'm about to implement into my self-care routine is journaling. Now, if you know me, that sounds a little ridiculous because from the time that I started writing, when as soon as I like formulated a love for writing, I literally carry a notebook or two or three or four with me everywhere the fuck I go. I'm always writing something down. Now, it might not necessarily be journaling. I write a lot of lists out sometimes. It helps me gather my thoughts, you know. I don't mean journaling in that aspect. I actually just started reading this book called The Artist's Way and it boasts being a spiritual path to higher creativity. It's all about unblocking your creativity regardless of your medium. And I love the message that anyone can do this and it's not just about being an artist, but unblocking your creativity wherever your trade or occupation. So let's say you are a mechanic, for instance, it'll help you like get rid of blocks that will help you build an engine or motivate you to do something within your field that you normally wouldn't do or you've talked yourself out of doing or you second get or you've second guessed into doing now for me i am traditionally creative so one of the habits that this stresses one of the important things about this is it asks you to do two things and that's writing morning pages and going on an artist date every week. So the morning pages is you getting up every morning 
and writing three pages of just stream of conscious first thing that comes to your mind it doesn't have to make sense it can just be random jibber jabber but you getting it out so any emotions that you felt or carried on from the day before the senator so it is a form of journaling but not necessarily like it can be you can write anything it can be like the random thoughts of a story brainstorming the world is your oyster when it comes to that but just getting up every morning and starting that habit of writing three pages a day i got kind of stuck on i need a notebook and what kind of notebook to use because i'm weird like that that's one of the things i do like i'll get i'll get so focused on dag i need to do this i need to do that i need to get this i need to get that that i forget what i'm actually trying to fucking do so realized that i was as i was writing like my show notes for this episode and i decided that i'm just gonna get like a basic ass notebook or composition book you know it doesn't have to be nothing fancy and that's the point that it doesn't have to be anything fancy it doesn't have to be anything over the top the whole point of this is not what you're writing on or what you're writing with the point of it is to actually write three pages every morning stream of conscious create that habit and like I said that's that within itself is telling of something that I need to work on is getting off topic so yeah so it tells you to do weekly artist dates and that's um the second part of it it's just you know taking time for yourself so you're supposed to do this solo it's just supposed to be you and like maybe taking a walk and taking your notebook with you or taking a walk to take pictures or like going to a bookstore going to a cafe like just something that'll get you something that'll help get the creative juices flowing and then that can offer you time to like there's also exercises that go with it too but i haven't gotten that deep into the book because clearly i haven't gotten my notebook yet there's exercises that go along with it but the whole main purpose of it is to create a space where you are helping yourself become creative like a lot of people just wait for creativity to hit them and they don't realize that there are certain habits that you could put in the place where you like don't have to wait for it to hit you it's just already flowing you just have to turn on the tap so i'm really excited about doing that and um i feel like this is the first this is the perfect activity to do leading up to NaNoWriMo. And of course, again, because this is all about self-care, I feel like this will be the best self-care thing to do as well. And so if you were creativity blocked or just blocked in general and you want to try something else, definitely check out the book and see if it works for you. I heard it works for anybody that reads it, but only you can determine that. (laughs) So lastly... I'm going to discuss my reading wrap up for the month of August. So I read 16 books according um, in August. According to Goodreads, so far I've read 55 books this year. Technically it's 54 because for some reason it said I read one book twice and it won't let me edit, change it or whatever. So I think my favorite books last month were Honey and Spice by Balu Babaloa and then On Rotation by Charlene Obuabi and then The Near Witch by Victoria Swab. Like those were the three books that I really loved reading last month. And I think I pretty much enjoyed every book that I read. I kind of feel like the author's Billionaire's Dad series got hella repetitive, but I mean, it is what it is for what it is. 
I already said that I was currently reading The Artist's Way, but I'm also currently reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is so far definitely enlightening. I definitely recommend that for everybody to read. There's a reason why it's literally on every list to read as far as self-help and helping yourself progress and being an effective person, being an entrepreneur, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a reason. I've gotten so many gems dropped and I'm not even, I haven't even scratched the surface of the book. I'm also currently reading What Moves the Dead by T. by T. Kingfisher, which is a retelling of The Fall of the House of Usher by Edgar Allan Poe. And I love Edgar Allan Poe. I love gothic horror vibes. And so far I'm liking it. And it's giving all the gothic horror vibes that I kind of expect when you're telling me that you're retelling it, Edgar Allan Poe like book like it's actually really good so far and I'm actually like in the very beginnings of that as well it's actually a short read I believe but I don't know I've been in this weird reading space I read a little bit every day but it's not like normal and I kind of just need to get back in my groove I think reading all those romance novels last month kind of got me out of my groove that's why I'm really I guess over the next week or so trying not to read any book with any romantic element like if it does I'm not gonna like dismiss it but I'm not looking for any romance element now I want all the horror bring me all the horror bring me all the thrillers bring me the creepy the crawly the bumps in the nights I want all that I actually have because you know winter is coming like I said it's almost among us but I also have more teen kingfisher books on my fall lineup because I heard like that's that person is a good writer so I'm definitely checking it out um I also have that Stephen King book that I forgot to buy last week it came out last week called fairy tale so I plan on getting that this week I also started reading untamed the untamed graphic novels by Sebastian A. Jones it's giving Trigun meets Helsing vibes and if you don't know what that is just Wikipedia, read it, read the synopsis of both and you'll kind of get it. Or you can, you know, check them out. It's available in manga. Both of those are available as mangas and animes. I said, I've been saying I wanted to read more graphic novels and I'm finally taking that leap. I just honestly didn't know where to start because there's a lot of graphic novels out there. It's not like back in the day where you didn't have a lot to choose from. Or in my case, I, it just wasn't as readily available to me as I would have liked. But um, I, I've been saying I wanted to get back into it. And the closest that I got back into it was Lore Olympus, which I really enjoy. I still follow it. But that was before it counted towards my Goodreads goals. Um, Rachel Smith, actually the creator of Lore Olympus, she actually went back and actually published physical copies of these graphic novels. They're available on Amazon. And I think they're also available at Barnes & Noble. So if you like Greek mythology retellings, it's definitely one to check out. If you like Greek mythology in general, check it out. If you like graphic novels, check it out. And specifically... If you love the whole Hades and Persephone arc, definitely check it out. I like what she did with the Greek myth. Like, it's not like, I won't say it's true to fucking form. It's not true to the myths, but it definitely gives the essence of the myths. So this is definitely worth checking out. Yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. I'm definitely back for a long period of time. I don't know how I'm going to end season one or how many episodes season one is going to be, but season one is definitely going to end probably around like January, February. So from now until then, I'm going to definitely try to really 
post every week. Mondays is looking like it's being a little difficult for me. So I don't know if I'm gonna change today, but until further notice, it's still gonna be Mondays. But again, I was having technical difficulties. There was no way around that. I really tried. Like I was really trying. And it's just, sometimes you have to, whew, let some shit go, come back to it, restart. And I think I'm actually feeling this episode a little bit better than I was feeling the original episode anyways. I don't know. We'll see. That's all for I have for y'all today. I'm a lady named D. Check me out next week. Bye.